ST-321, code clearance blue. We're starting our approach to deactivate the security shield. Hi, I'm Paul and I'm with my mate James and welcome to Code Clearance Blue, a show where we discuss all things Star Wars from our home here in the UK. We would be honoured if you would join us. I've been looking forward to this. Hello, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Code Clearance Blue. We are back, full swing, looking at the latest Ahsoka, which is obviously part six. Uh, which is slightly far, far away. Um, I'm obviously here with my mate James, Darth Jimbo. Here he is. <laughs> How's it going, young Padawan? I'm all right. I wish I was young. <laughs> <laughs> tell you what, mate. Just just as we started recording, it's got it's got a bit Camino outside. I tell you, mate, it's absolutely tipping it down there. Yeah, <laughs> it's very Camino. When I just came out here, yeah, I was absolutely soaked. Yeah, I looked so outside. I looked outside my window and I saw like a couple of like stick thin figures walking in the background. It's a bit of Django magic. Yeah, carrying some like cloning tubes and stuff. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so saw a bit of a uh, bit of Camino. Yeah, happy days. Um, yeah. So we'll uh we'll have a chat about obviously the latest instalment, and we'll also have there's some news that's come out and about uh related so it'd be interesting i've got some, i was speaking to some people about the old uh strikes and stuff and how it's sort of affecting things over here as well which is quite interesting so yeah we can touch on that but should we first crack on with the latest part of ahsoka yes i think we should i think we should we got uh we got a little bit of feedback on on twitter today um just from one of our listeners richard who said he thought it was a superb episode yeah and he loved so much of it. Um, he said that when Hawaii Five O starts telling the story, and he thought the howler on uh, Peridia was really cute, the the, the wolf dog that uh, Sabine rides around, etc. Mm. Um, and so he loved when Sabine finally met uh, Ezra as well. He said it was a good moment. So Richard thoroughly enjoyed it. Are you on the same page? I am. Yeah, I thought. Um, yeah, all three of those points are definitely valid. It's like, yeah, I thought. It was really, it was really good. Yeah, I mean, I saw like there was no obviously immediate surprises. I think we all knew we we're going to see Thrawn. I would think maybe not so much Ezra. I didn't realize that they're going to squeeze him in this ep, but it was great to see. And I suppose we we were sort of wondering about what does a different galaxy look like, and it looked pretty similar. <laughs> 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 to be honest um but yeah no i thought yeah i, I really enjoyed it I, I thought it ticked along really nicely there was lots of good points in there lots of real subtle hints lots of little subtle one-liners you know sort of like the the balan sort of relationship with these and then we see the witch you know what i mean some really good characters so yeah we can we can talk through sort of scene by scene i've got lots of notes i'm sure you have as well yeah, good stuff, good stuff. If you, if you are on Twitter and you're not following us, um, do click on at UK Star Wars Pod. Give us a follow. We'd love to hear from you. Um, yeah, I'm of the same mind. I think it was a really great episode and it really feels like, um, coupled with what happened last week as well, that the story's like really barreling forward now. Um, I know I said I was a bit concerned that we only had three episodes left after episode five to kind of, you know, what, what the finale is going to be, how they're going to wrap things up, are they going to leave it open? But as you quite rightly say, we got Thrawn, but then we also got Ezra as well. So that's kind of a two for one in one episode. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. So I suppose um what was so the first bit was where we were in sort of hyperspace with the whales, which looked really good actually. I mean, you know, like some really good long shots, wide shots of the whales and sort of just like really good sort of strobe in hyperspace, which I suppose if you think about it, when we do see a shot of a hyperspace, you know, not that I've been analysed in hyperspace too much. She's just the Millennium Falcon for like two seconds. And then, do you know what I mean? Like these are quite long. That sort of kind of jumps out of me. And then obviously Hawaii Five O and Ahsoka the White are having this little conversation about the Jedi Temple, which is always good. Always good to go back. Yeah, always good. Parts, so one, think... parts one, two and three. Do you know what you know what you're talking about there? So I, 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 I presumed that he was talking about, because he's like thousands of years old, right? So... Mm. He he would have been talking about like the very early days, or or whenever he was involved like with the Jedi Order, I guess. So that would be like really, really, really far back in the past. But I also thought it was a bit bit of a meta comment to maybe say about Dawn of the Jedi, the film that, or like the proposed film that James Mangold is going to be making, which is set like twenty five thousand years before Phantom Menace or whatever it is. Yeah. Like a just a little sort of nod to nod to that, you know, like it's coming sort of thing. Yeah, and also this, oh, I suppose the series is not that old though, is it? The, the series is going to sit before the Phantom Menace. Maybe he's in yeah, because because I've seen I've seen a lot of chat online about people saying, oh, like he must be talking about the original trilogy, or because he says one, two, three, he must be talking about the prequels. But all, all of that's way too early. Mm. Or like, I mean, like Ahsoka would be Ahsoka would be knocking about for half the prequels and all of the original trilogy, like mm. history. Do you know what I mean? So mm. I really don't think it's anything to do with that. I think it's tales of yore, and and Balin kind of makes similar points throughout the thing as well. When he, you know when he's getting wistful, he's always kind yeah. of like remembering about the past and stuff. Like, yeah, he, keep, he keeps having his little, doesn't he? he keeps having his moments. Yeah, he does. Well, to be fair, Shin kind of like keeps egging him on. Asking yeah, the question, doesn't she? She's quite interested. Yeah, she's chipping away at him, isn't she? Which is which is interesting. We'll come on to all of that in a bit. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I thought it was it was a nice touch. Um, to, like, to take your point about the hyperspace, I think because we were expecting potentially the the like the new galaxy that we've never seen before to be something a bit bombastic or like really different. Um, and it wasn't, but hy- the hyperspace actually was with like the colours. Mm, that's yeah, that was maybe it. It was obviously it wasn't just your standard hyperspace. It was yeah, it was really good. Mm, that was good. So and to uh, reference that, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I don't know how I don't know how you felt, but the the editor in me was a bit annoyed because obviously Hawaii Five O ends the scene by saying a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. And then the title card comes up and it says episode six, far, far away. It's like, mm. come on, couldn't you have called it something else or like at least had a different line in between the two things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. I think he's trying to be a bit too clever. Because when you think about it, scan. when you, yeah, but when you think about it though, like if he's telling stories to Ahsoka about, things that have happened in in that galaxy like our like for, i call it our galaxy the one that we know mm. why would he say in a galaxy far far away because it's not no it's, it's there yeah 
Yeah, I I, I liked it because obviously it is the line, but when you break it down like that, you're right. It's like in the galaxy, close, <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't have the same nostalgic ring to it, does it? No, a long time ago. <laughs> In a corner shop round the round the bend. But obviously, the long time ago bit, I get it because it was a long time ago. Yeah. So I, there's a tie in there. Yeah. If you just stopped then. Yes. Is that what you said? So a long time that, ago. And yeah, then I mean, that, that would have been far, far away. Yeah, that would have been perfect right. because obviously they are going far, far away, which, you know. Yes. So you so think, they, oh, that's clever. They've tied it in nicely. Exactly. He's that's not telling a Star Wars story. Like, remember, like in 3 p.m. in Return of the Jedi, where he sort of telling the story you know and he's not obviously no good at telling stories um but did have a bit of an audience that day um <laughs> but yeah, I, so. I wonder if um hawaii 50 can do all the sound effects so like 3po yeah exactly 3po <laughs> is a bit michael winslow isn't he, he, he yes. breaks, he's gonna start breaking out doing the helicopter and the machine gun and all that in a bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah him from police academy yeah that's him <laughs> Oh, we are references 80s and 90s, aren't we? Oh, Recently. Yes. We've done Team Wolf last week. <laughs> Back to the future. But yeah, so yeah, I thought that that was quite good. Uh, but before that, obviously they're talking about because about Sabine sort of being easily sort of led, which I thought, oh, okay, that's quite good. And then Hawaii I didn't really like that either. So that seemed like, hmm, okay, this is a little hint to something. Is she going to? turn the other side as we've been speaking or, or yeah not, i mean did, you know yeah did, did you get the feeling that ahsoka was thinking along those lines that she kind of like sabine like easily turns like to go on to their team so to speak rather than just destroying the map because well when the first time i watched it i've seen it twice um until hawaii 50 interjects I really got the feeling that she thought that she'd like lost her in that sense, like to the dark side, if you want to use a, a, a common parlance in our universe. But then he's like, well, yeah, but then also don't forget Ezra's out there somewhere still. And she's like, mm, yeah, I suppose so. And yeah. I was, like, I was like, of course that's the reason she did it. You know, like it's, it's made yes. perfectly clear in, in the scene between her and Balin, you know. Yeah. Just Balin knew that. Right. So that's what he tapped into massively. He cranked mm. it up to get to get the map off her. Yes. Um, but obviously Ahsoka just doesn't see that. She's just like, no, no, no. It doesn't matter who's the other side. It could be Luke, Star Killer, Skywalker. But, you know, if he's got to go, he's got to go for the for the for the for the, for the greater good. Yes. Cut him loose. Yeah, which obviously you know, yeah, that's kind of um, and then she obviously sort of blames herself. Like she, I think she's something like, you know, I, I didn't have enough time to prepare her or something like that. You know, so it's like sort of, um, yeah. So I thought it was quite a good, interesting opening scene. Really, it's quite a lot, lot of detail in it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sort of just catching up, just having a little catch up while you were just having a little catch dead. up. Jack Nori, mate, it's Jack Nori time, isn't it? Yeah, while you died for a whole cycle, whatever he called it. <laughs> <laughs> One rotation. <laughs> um, it's. Um, I thought it was quite interesting that after that scene, you know, we don't see them again for the whole rest of the. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I completely thought that at the end. I thought, ah, it's a bit of a Boba Fett. 
that is a bit of fun. But that's to be fair, at least they had characters that are related to the series. <laughs> they didn't just go off to see Luke Skywalker again, you know, or someone. Yeah. They just went to Tatooine to see Jabba the Hutt or someone. You know. Imagine that's, imagine if they eat Ahsoka and the Hawaii Five O come out of hyperspace and they just end up on Tatooine. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> the whales are like, yeah, we're all going on holiday and this is where we're going. That, yeah, Dave Filoni's like, yeah, we have not been tackling this series. We just thought we'd come again. <laughs> Get that sand out again. <laughs> Got that classic Star Wars vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Need a desert. <laughs> Probably something um, else. Yeah, then, then we obviously, yeah, we're with Sabine, aren't we, after that um, on the ship? Mm. Okay, this is something I did notice here. Right, and this happens a lot in Star Wars. People waking up really shitly. <laughs> <laughs> She's proper out for the count as the camera's above her. It obviously sort of comes back and then she's like, bing, just wakes up. Wakes you know what I mean? It's like yeah. you can just hear Dave in the background going, and action, Sabine. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, with old Anakin, he doesn't doesn't wake up so much. He uh, obviously is having his... Uh, his wet nightmare or whatever it was oh god no <laughs> that was a crap sleeping shot there was another crap sleeping shot in this series as well I can't remember when it was where someone was asleep maybe it was Ahsoka herself and just wakes up mm. what could it be Sabine again I can't remember I feel there's like an, ep- like an episode there to talk about do you, do you remember sleeping. do you remember side, just quick sidebar that, that scene in Attack of the Clones when Anakin does that yeah, we saw it, didn't we? Midnight, the day yes. it came out, yeah. um, in Leicester Square, and like it was re- like the audience <laughs> kind of laughed, didn't they? Because they were laughing, he was like sort of going like, "Oh, mum, no, mum, mum, mum," and all that. And then when he the was DVD... sweating, and also I think his covers looked like they were like moving yeah. in some sort of <laughs> masturbating way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but then like... do you do you remember like um, like certainly when the DVD came out, they they changed the audio, didn't they? Because it was more just kind of like him sort of like moaning and groaning rather than yeah. like that mum too much and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, like, it's a bit more like, no, no. Yeah, it was a little, yeah. little less. It's definitely a little bit more egged on, yeah, in the film. In the yeah, it was, show. wasn't it? Yeah, that first time, God, it, it, like half the audience were like cracking up. So, yeah, that was my uh, observation. <laughs> well, I tell, you, I tell you, it's a good observation because I'll tell you what I noticed. When the camera started pulling back, um, something I noticed a lot when people were sleeping Star Wars, she had one knee up in the air. Oh, yeah. That always, like, you know, I, it might not just be Star Wars. It might be, like, films in general. But, like, if someone's laying in a in a jail cell or on a bunk or something, like, they, they always some seem to have, like, one knee up, like, hitched up into mm. the air. And the other legs like straight flat on the on on the on the mattress. Yeah, I think. I guess from a sort of chore- choreograph point of view, maybe she needed that just to spin. Around. I don't know. You can spin around if the legs are flat. Yeah, I think so. And but also kudos for them putting in the bit where she was like shaking it off though when she walked to the door. Yeah, like she had pins and needles or something. I said a bit of pins and needles. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, she's in the little cell. She has a little conversation with Baden, and then uh, I think he comes out. And there's a little chat, doesn't he? 
yeah, she 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 finally wakes up to the fact that he might not be playing playing a straight uh, a straight ball. But then, to be fair, I think he kind of is. But like, he just does that little smirk as she's like, "We had a deal." He just kind of walks off looking at her, like, "Yeah, you know what I mean." It's like, "Oh, Spain." Just... But then he does go in the other room and sort of say that you know she's still beneficial. We should keep her alive. You know, she's just focused on um, finding Ezra. You know. Yeah, that's true. He says that twice, actually, because he yeah. says it with Thrawn as well, doesn't he? So He does, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, yeah I, I, I... Yeah, go on. Come out of hyperspace after that, that was my only other... Well, so, so... I was, was going to say, I love that, the the pushing, as like they say, we're going to come out of hyperspace and the camera mm. starts pu- pushing in, because like, we're going to a new galaxy. I was like, oh my God, what's it going to look like? Yeah. and And then it was just like... Oh, it looks pretty much the same as everything it's, else. It's a great planet that looks like yeah. Saturn. Which I'm kind of glad, on, on reflection, I'm kind of glad that it, it it was like that because I think if they did go too out there with it, and my reference point to that would be to anyone that's seen Doctor Strange 2, um, there's a bit in that where he crosses like several multiverses in like sort of like a minute long montage so like he's falling and it goes like it goes from one to another and they're all like completely different wilds like it looks really cool in that film i thought if they do something like that it's going to be like it depends how well they would do it i wonder if it was ever a conversation that feloni and the and the the, uh, the team had but i'm glad they kind of kept it relatively basic because yeah i'm thinking of obviously they could have made the planet triangular or something you know what i mean i'm really nuts with it and or like really not neon colors or something. Do you know what I mean? Like the colors itself, like obviously we've seen such different planets there, but the fact that it still look planet like it's still like that in space. Mm. You know, you know what I mean? Like it, it, like there was nothing sort of sort of jarring. You thought, oh yeah, we definitely. It just felt like we're still, you know, yeah. It wasn't like anything really random or weird. You know, yeah. Um, and then she says, obviously the ancient home, my ancestors yeah i was like okay this is quite interesting i quite like and um, then he says about the jedi archives and think about it yeah that's yeah because he's just like oh it's a whale graveyard and they showed like the bones and stuff which is um yeah that's cool pretty pretty cool um i I don't know about you but when i saw the planet like obviously you've already said like it looked like saturn but um i also thought it looked a bit like can't remember the name of it, but you know the planet at the beginning of Rogue One. Yes, Krennic's like come flying in. Like that's got rings, and it just made me think of that. Mm. Or it looked a bit which didn't have rings, but the rocky, rockier planet that Obi Wan took on Vader. You know, Obi Wan oh, had a yeah. bit of a dark grayness to it, didn't it as well? It did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good shout. Good shout. But I don't think it had any rings to it. Um, no, I think it was basically it was just like a rock planet, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Can't remember the name of that. Either. No, it's just too many planets now. We only had, a, you know, a few in the original trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Tatooine being the uh, the hero. We can't mention Tatooine again. Come on, <laughs> people start turning off. Yeah, oh, it's boring, boring. So all they do is talk about Tatooine, and now they bloody miss it. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, so Peridia is the 
the home world of the the Night Sisters. Then basically, that's what they yeah. were explaining. Yeah, which is which is really cool. Um, so obviously they were there to start with, and they've travelled to our galaxy um, and and set up shop on on Dathomir. Um, and I guess by extension, even though they're not a hundred percent Dathomirian. Um, Darth Maul and Savage Press are kind of descendants from people from that planet, then because they, yeah, you know, they're part of the part of the Dathomir clan, so to speak. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's a little bit muddy water, but I did think I did think that I think it's like their ancestry, like because Zabrak are, are are different from um, Dathomirians. I think that's mm. I think it's Dathomirians. What does Bayesian say? Defamirians. I think, I think she says Defamirians, doesn't she? I can't remember. Yeah. But anyway, people know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It? And they had sort of like, as I mentioned, the planet that's sort of those kind of like Jedi, Jedi version, witching versions of Jedi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of the Jedi Knights, they sort of had these really long, sort of, again, bit of a Lord of the Rings reference there. Yes. Yeah. Do you yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah, that was good. So yeah, so that was. It's, but I, the vibe I got off of that was like this is like they're really instilling that this is like that was their planet, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, real ancient planet, been there for mm. a long time, and then yeah, we see the old again, really good shot of like the three cloaky people who are slightly silhouetted, and then obviously realize they're witches. Yeah, <laughs> and Shin says that, doesn't she? She's like oh, they're witches. Yeah. Um, and then she, yeah, they're sort of there, aren't they? Just like they're just like balancing their little balls. Like, <laughs> that's not a euphemism. That's not a euphemism. No, having a little freeway. No, that's not. That's <laughs> yeah, getting worse. Um, <laughs> and then they tie up Sabine. No, let's stop it. Yeah. Let's stop it. Let's stop it. <laughs> um, but they knew oh. obviously straight away she was a child of Dathomir. So. Yes, uh, well, because they they intimated that um, they were kind of communicating with each other, wasn't it? So mm. they sent the beacon out towards Morgan Elspeth, and she's picked it up. Um, I think they called the the middle one Great Mother, which is kind of like yes. the head honcho. Mm, they did, so, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty good. Um, and yeah, like it's you know live action Night Sisters, which is a, a real cool bonus to have. Um, obviously, we had Mother Towers in. In the animated stuff, and we have Merrin in um, Jedi Fallen Order computer game. Um, so yeah, so it was really good to see that. I thought they looked really good. It does throw up a question as to why Morgan doesn't look like them in terms of like the face, though. Yeah, is yeah, she yeah. does she use makeup to cover it so that people don't sort of instantly recognise her as being that, or is she maybe only half? Dathomirian maybe or so I don't know I don't know if that might come out I don't know but yeah I mean I think it could be like a bit of a Darth Sidious thing where it just sort of comes out as she gets more now she's back at home and she can become a bit more or yeah I don't know <laughs> I thought this was a good line when one of them said it rigs a bloody Jedi around here <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. rigs of Jedi it rigs of Jedi <laughs> mate and they, they kept calling that it as well yeah <laughs> Fucking, I can smell them. <laughs> Fee, five, fo, fum. I smell the, the, the Yeah. 
And then, and then they look at Sabay and Sabay's like, don't look at fucking me. I don't know what you're talking about. I am Joe Jedi. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like, how, you know, how force sensitive is she? Like, you know, is did they, did they, well, she didn't have the lightsaber on her, so they wouldn't have seen that. Maybe it's just because she spent so much time with Ahsoka, right? And she's got just got her scent on her. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, so is it not the other, is it not the fact, though, obviously it's the other the other two are, are the jedis really and but then they're using her as oh it's her it's her over there <laughs> she's the jedi around there's like don't look at me i can't yeah. even fucking move a cup <laughs> you know, that, that's a really good point they could be hiding particularly shit i think maybe hiding sort of good 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 will tendencies maybe by sort of like saying well yeah that's no it's her she's the jedi like not, it's not mm. us because um, that's a good point because they've never met them like the mercenaries before so no and they could be they, they know it's dangerous mm. so what's the um witch's jedi history do you know if there's a bit of a history there have they had a little um conflab it's, you know? it's a good it's a good point do you mean sort of like the jedi and the mandalorian sort of thing yeah like if they had similar you know obviously they had a little they had a little uh, fight, didn't they, and stuff? And there's a bit of a history with them, but yeah, um, I don't, just know. don't know. She seemed pretty because obviously not scared, but she's obviously said it was dangerous. Do you know what I mean? Because like, yeah, but I think it's more not like you say. Don't, but I think it's it's dangerous because it's like it's a wild card, isn't it? Mm. It's like you know, Jedi are more powerful than just having like a, a regular human or like any species prisoner. You know, yeah. Jedi's can do Jedi's can do stuff. They can be powerful. Yeah. Um, just trying to think. Like they I don't think they really had that much to do with each other, um, as like as a two as like sets of like different different people. I remember in the Clone Wars, I think Count Dooku had a bit of a um thing with the Night Sisters and he pissed them off. Right. But that was when he was like as Darth Tyrannus. Um, mm. But obviously, he was a Jedi before that, and it was something to do with like I think I think I'm, I might be misremembering, but when he got um, Ventress as his apprentice, um, I think they had something to do with like getting them two together because he went to them and said, "Look, have you got anyone that you can you can recommend or someone sort of like on your on your planet that might be a good good um, protege or something." Mm. Um, but then I'm pretty sure he like ends up pissing them off and like maybe taking a couple of them down or something, and they like swore vengeance against them. But maybe because he was like a Jedi before and then a Sith, they kind of they kind of just didn't bother with them with any of them at all. Just got on doing their own thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but I do think maybe you know they don't want a, a Jedi or or a Sith like running around while they're trying to do their little plans and schemes and stuff, because obviously they, they could interfere or whatever. So, yeah. 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 Um, But then obviously they sort of recognised Sabine's sort of, sort of dangerous and got their three little balls to <laughs> take them down, take her downstairs into another jail. Another another, jail. another cell. Yeah. She just yeah. keeps getting shipped about. Um. But yeah, no, that was, I mean, oh, yeah, again, that's really good seeing. Again, it feels like we're in a bit of a new sort of new territory live action world, you know, with the, having the witches as a new sort of 
a sort of powerful angle. Do you know what I mean? Like not Sif, but you know they're they're still quite powerful with whatever they're doing. And mm. and then yeah, Balin sort of has a little. He's quite keen to try and meet Thrawn, isn't he? Yeah, it's uh, him and Shin have a little little chat, don't they? I was, I was going to say actually, I thought it was quite funny when they finally got like obviously they traversed into the new galaxy, got onto the planet, got down to the surface, and they ended up getting out of the ship, and it just looked like the stone place that they just left back in our galaxy, just with slightly bigger slabs, slightly darker. <laughs> yeah, darker clouds and thicker slabs. Yeah. <laughs> Like so much for a new, new galaxy, man. Where's, where's all the new exciting things? <laughs> Just a bit greyer, yeah. But um, yeah, them two have a little chat, don't they? And he again, like he starts like reminiscing about like he was yeah. like, oh, I, I was there when the Jedi Temple like burned to the ground and stuff. Yeah, you went to the Jedi Temple and the stories of this galaxy and the folk, yeah, folk tales and things like. That. Yeah, he's he does look back and um. But I don't know if that's because he's obviously trying to tell her a little bit. Because she's got... I noticed as well that... I don't notice this before. She had a little Padawan ponytail. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah. I've not noticed that in the um, previous episodes. Oh, that's interesting. She had a little, uh, you know, which was very much exclusive to sort of Obi-Wan and Anakin, wasn't it? Well, young well, Anakin. Well, yeah, I mean, it's exclusive. Yeah, it's exclusive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's exclusive to any Padawan, you know, they have to yeah. have because it kind of like it's another way of showing kind of where they are along their Jedi path sort of thing. But I'd never noticed that. And if that if that's the case, that's very interesting because Balin obviously in front of Morgan and, and now Thrawn just kind of like denounces anything like kind of Jedi and says, No, I'm nothing to do with that anymore, etc. But if she's allowing if he's allowing her to have that. I don't know, man. Like you say, the planet's really great, but their their characterizations are really yeah, great. They're really, they're gonna go. Yeah, they're really good. Because also, when he's reminiscing about, like, you know, that's all I knew, and it burnt down, all that stuff, he's like, he does look quite sad about it, and then sort of cuts to her, like she's quite concerned about how sad the Jedi Temple is, and he's like, yeah, the Jedi Temple. You know, he's a bit. Looks like he's just about to. Uh, you know, like because he said, I think so, it could make sense at the time or something like that. You know, um, yeah, it was. I don't know. I thought, oh, and that's what I text you. Know, I text you after. It's like, oh, I don't know which way. And that, I think it was that scene where I'm like, which way is this going? You know, because obviously then he go talks about the fall of the Jedi, the rise of the Empire. Then obviously then he just shifted over just to stay alive. You know. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I, I, it, that that bit really caught me. So, kind of took me out of it a little bit because I thought because he's like, you know, the Jedi fell and the Empire rose, and it'll just like it'll just repeat. And I was mm. like, that's kind of what's happening in real in real life. Like with our with our government in the UK, for mm. example, you know, you get one lot in for a, a certain amount of years. They do well to start with, and then slip down, and then you know, it's only really the two big um, political parties that have got an opportunity to to sort of take the hot seat, as it were, because the other ones are too small to kind of get in there. Um, and he's talking about, like, I want to I want to smash that system and, like, start something yeah. brand new, you know. I um, want that cycle to break or whatever it was, yeah. That's it. That's the one. It's so interesting. Like, it's that he he's, like, the most interesting cog in, in this wheel, I think, at the moment, because yeah. 
now we're now we're there, and I know I said in our last episode that perhaps Thrawn and Ezra had to team up to like stop a bigger threat from getting through to like our galaxy, for example. But now we know that's not the case. It's like what the hell is Balin sensing, um, and how he how he wants to utilize whatever's out there to do what he was explaining to Shin. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. Funny. It's, it's intriguing. It's really intriguing. Yeah, we don't know which way it's going to go. Yeah, and also, it's going to go something. Something big definitely happening there. You know, yeah. Oh, whether, without, it's, whether it's just a big, whether it's a big old fashioned fight, you know, we can have Ahsoka because obviously it's Spina's lost a couple of times already. You know, Ahsoka's lost; she got killed. Like Sabine and Ahsoka technically are both being killed. You know, Sabine obviously, you know, surviving. Magically, Qui Gon style. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not quite. Not quite. Non Qui Gon jealousy. Yeah, uh, in episode episode one. But yeah, so yeah, sort of like a bit like you know when Anakin and Obi Wan take on uh, Dooku. You know, in episode two, and they lose, and then they come back and we'll do this together this time. Yes, yeah. you know, is that line going to be in there? I reckon it's going to be in there. Well, listen, I think you might be onto something there. And like, if if we if we don't, maybe in the last episode, if we don't get five light wheel, lightsaber wielding people together on the same side, or do, at least at least on the same objective, so you've got Ahsoka, Sabine, Ezra, Balin, Shin, all kind of putting together to do something, mm. I'll be very surprised. Yeah. You know, because A, that would be totally awesome, but B, Balin's either going to wake up and this, like he's going to discover what he's seeking and wake up and think, I, I'm not going to be able to control this or slash I'm not going to get what I need from it and we're going to have to take it down. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it'd be pretty sweet. Um, yeah, always going to see Thrawn for what he is, which is basically an old-fashioned, you know, geezer, selfish geezer who's going to just take people out double cross them wow wherever it yeah. takes well you know he's fight he's finally made his appearance which is good let's let's talk about thrawn because yeah think... so there, that was it the star the star destroyer cute star destroyer wasn't it yeah it wasn't that cool when it like just popped in with a sort of camouflage pattern on it yeah yeah it looked very very cool um very, very cool. I don't think he's particularly selfish, um, just as you mentioned now. I think I just think he's so focused on his objective and he's so clinical and he's so calculated. Yes, maybe that's that right. He, yeah. he doesn't he doesn't kind of bend, does he, away from his from like from his target. That's, no, no, no. Um so pretty much anyone is expendable if they're not kind of part of his MO, let's say. But, um, yeah, yeah, and then we just see that big sort of shot with all the what well, we thought sort of stormtroopers in the background and TIE fighters, and then suddenly you see these little new pattern stormtroopers, which look great. I mean, mm. I don't know about you, but I thought, yeah, they've been spruced up a bit. They've got like sort of different helmets on. I mean, the, the leading sort of, I can't remember what, he, what his name now, but the, the ones will have a gold face on it, and then they've obviously got a bit of clone trooper color to it, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and they're all really dirty, like yeah, the the, the uniform. <laughs> There've been a lot of wars, and and then obviously Thrawn just sort of walks between them. 
Yeah, that was great. That was great. I think they're cool. I think um, uh, the lead one's called Captain Enoch, if I remember rightly. Right, there you go. I think you remember. Yeah, from the credits. Um, but yeah, that was um, that face really like kind of took me back to like Roman times. Yeah, yeah. You know, like sort of glad- gladiatorial type affair. In Flash Gordon, mm. the film, didn't they have something like that? Did you say Flash Gordon or Flesh Gordon? <laughs> I can't remember Flesh Gordon anymore. That was a long time <laughs> ago. Uh, Flash Gordon wasn't sort of the bad guy. Not one of the bad guys have sort of like a metal gold face. Um, oh, my, it's kind of had a little flashback when I saw it, but anyway. I can't really, yeah, it's not Ming the Merciless, is it? Because he hasn't got No, him. no, no, it's not Ming. No, um, I'm not sure. I don't, I've not really watched um, Flash Gordon. Good years, yeah. There is, there is a geezer, it's, it's like sort of like a skull, isn't it? But it's like made of, yeah, metal. yeah, yeah. Maybe that's the sort of flashback or Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. So you're getting, you're getting on the Power Rangers tip, and I'm thinking about Russell Crowe and Gladiator. Yeah, you, yours was a little bit more spot on, I think. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, then we see him, don't we? Then we see the man, we the admiral man. himself. The man, the myth. I mean, he's, yeah. not, he's not been going hungry, has he? No. <laughs> no. He, he was very pleased to see everyone, didn't he? He was, he was. He, I think... Thanked, um, yeah, go on. He thanked the great mothers. Um, great to see Morgan. Oh, he said, yeah, and then he's just like, he sort of says to Bay. Hey, did you know? Did you notice he called Balin, um general? Uh, yes, yes, he did. So that must have meant that he was a general in the Clone Wars. Mm. You know, and he must have known him. Well, I I don't know if they ever came into direct contact or anything, but like. The one thing you know with Thrawn is like he doesn't leave stones unturned. So, no. like, like, like he says to Morgan, he's just like, right, this Ahsoka, get me everything you know on her. I need to know her. I need to know where she was born. I need to know her history. Who was her Jedi Master? Blah blah. blah. Oh, mm. mate, if they if they meet face to face, can you imagine Thrawn talking about Anakin and Vader? Mm. Mm. Oh, he's gonna wind her right up. Mm. Mm. Well, what was interesting before also in that scene is obviously he's talking to talking to the mother and she's like as if like this has all been planned. Like he's like, Oh, you didn't didn't tell me about this this mm. little side I can't remember what you, how he called it or what she called it. It was like something like not side, you know, this little blip or something like this, which was obviously talking about the Jedi that came with them. Mm. Which he hadn't they hadn't foreseen, which obviously they're talking to him. About how they're getting Morgan back over and everything, and that's going to be there. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, because because um, she's like, it's a loose thread. Loose thread. That was it. It was a loose thread. Yeah, I mean, yeah, could, they brought a prisoner. Say, yeah, you could say that about anything, though, couldn't you? you could, like, yeah, your boss emails you on a Monday morning saying, like, oh, did you did you finish that that bit of work on the Friday for the weekend? Oh, no, that was a that was a loose thread. That one. Yeah. A little loose thread. Mm, seemed pretty important to me. But yeah, he seemed pretty like he seemed pretty like um 
you didn't tell me this. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, they, like, had told him every sort of minute of what's going to happen and how Morgan's going to come. But then, you know what I mean? It's all pre-planned. And then suddenly there's this little... Sorry, yeah. I just, I just, I, all I'm thinking of now is like the storm. One of the stormtroopers at the front of the pack is called Fred, and he mishears them, and he's just like, "What do you mean, loose Fred? What do you mean?" Not you, Fred. <laughs> and yeah, that was classic. Uh, it'd be a classic police squad moment, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, and there's loose, and there's a loose Fred, and then somebody goes, "I'm Fred." <laughs> oh, Fred. Where do you? Why do you want to lose me? I've been loyal. I've been hardworking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So obviously he doesn't know everything all the time, but I mean, you want him on your side if you are like planning a war because his, his strategy and like forward thinking is like second to none. Yeah, um, well, when he introduces Balin, I'm going back to that point where, yeah, this is Balin and his apprentice. Again, there was a really sort of slight pause of him thrown having a little think, like you're saying, and then he goes, and then he goes, oh, Yes, it must be General Balan Skull. It's like, oh, so yeah, you know him, know of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe they don't know each other, but he obviously knows of him. Of oh, yeah, the because, Jedi. Yeah. Because yeah, he says of the Jedi Order, and then you saw the old witches go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, he's the Jedi. We've locked up the wrong one. Paolo, Paolo just kind of like did a stunned face and rolled his eyes. <laughs> Yeah, as the as the night sister there. As the night sister, as the night sister, like, getting into character. Oh, it's perfect. You look great. You look great. Um, but yeah, so they were just like, oh, oh, oh I thought I could still smell Jedi. <laughs> yeah, Jedi's everywhere. I wonder what a Jedi smells like. <laughs> yeah, probably a little bit old. I reckon damp. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going back to Anakin again? I reckon everyone definitely smelling quite damp in that cave in Tatooine. There oh, it is again. <laughs> utter, utter filth, mate. Utter filth. Even that Jawa, that Jawa's yeah. like, you can take a bath or whatever. He did, didn't he? He had a little, uh, he had a little uh, moment, didn't he? But yeah, he so, yeah, that was a good little scene. Oh, I don't know. This was a really cracking scene, to be honest, with obviously seeing him. And then, because obviously they say, and Sabrina ran and go, oh, there's a name. That's familiar. Yeah, oh, that's that. right. And that's then, right. And she comes. She's well. She's in the cell, isn't she? Like still trying to practice, like trying to like open the door, yeah. force and stuff. And then that's right. She um she gets pulled out, and um it was it was quite nice in a way. Like like Thrawn like alludes to. He's just like, oh yeah, that's a name I I, I know. And then you know mm-hmm. he's like, this is un- completely unexpected that you're here, but it's quite nice to see you because I kind of mm-hmm. I know who you are. Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> so that was quite nice. Um. But he just says to her, doesn't he? Like that one, there was that one line where he's like, You've gambled the fate of your galaxy on mm. of finding Ezra, basically. It's like, yeah. And that's the lesson that Ahsoka would have wanted to like to have taught her, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was the thing, wasn't it? Like it it's they're both sort of saying the same thing. Mm. Um, yeah, that's good. But then he's just like, you know, the whole episode she's been like shunted from cell block to cell block, and he's just like, yeah, let her go. It's all right. Yeah. Send her out into the wide, wide blue yonder. She's no danger to us. Yeah. Well, because like she says to him, you don't understand, you don't get it. So, you know, she can, she will be a danger, but he just doesn't. He, 
you know, I, I think, well, because later on he kind of explains why he lets her go and stuff, doesn't he? But, mm. um, but yeah, so she, she's just like, okay, cool. Like, and he's like, we'll give you provisions and your weapons. And um, she's like, how am I going to go? How am I going to like get out there? And they give her the, the howler, the, the wolf dog thing. Yeah. Which is quite cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now you gamble with the fate of your galaxy. Yeah. He, for me, oh, thank you so much. Here's a howler. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, Thrawn does not like gambling. No. He he likes the cards to be stacked very much in his favour. He looks... What do you think about it? He looks... I mean, obviously we saw him in the trailer, but he looked really good, didn't he? I mean, he's he, like the fact that he's talking really sort of slowly, you know what I mean? Like, it's really methodical what he's thinking and saying, and you can tell he's he's up to something. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's the same geezer that voices him in the yes. cast, anyway, which is always a welcome bonus. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think he looks great. Um, obviously, he's not going to look exactly like the cartoon. None of them do, but... No. On my second viewing, I was like, I was just so more caught up in the story and everything that it didn't like nothing like that really bothered me. So I think future future watches, I'm just gonna be like, yes, yeah, that's Thrawn and off we go, you know. But if you sort of transform, you know, a bit like that Darth Vader effect when we were kids and stuff, and you know how he was like pretty fucking scary, I can definitely think if I showed that to one of my kids, they'd be fucking scared shitless of the blue and the red eyes and you know what I mean and the sort of terrifying nature of him. Well, a little a little point of note on on that very thing. Um, the second time I watched it today, my son came home from school, my youngest, and <laughs> he came in and it was like just at that point at the end where him and Morgan are um, thrown at Morgan, obviously not my son and Morgan, yeah. <laughs> um, were having a chat, having a chat about what's going on and blah, blah. And uh, he came and sat with me. He's like, what's this? I was like, oh, it's the new Ahsoka episode. And he was like, first of all, we went, well, where is she? I went, good point. Good question. Good question. We'll discuss that later. <laughs> yeah. And then he, and then Thrawn, like, came full on, like, facing the camera and stuff. And he, he just, like, he just went, oh, he's got blue skin. Oh, right. So he wasn't scared. He wasn't scared. No, he just went, oh, he's got blue skin. Who, who's that? Blue and I tried to explain to him and, you know, it's hard. Do you know what I found? Not even with children, but with like other ad, ad, other adults that have never really watched Star Wars, and they're like, "Why do you like it so much? Tell me a bit about the story." You're like, "Oh, like where do I start?" <laughs> it's quite a lot now, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? No, it's like you know, if an adult walked in and they were like, "Right, what's going on here at this precise moment?" You tell them, and they'll. It just spins off. There'd be like so many other questions that you'll just yeah. be there for, for like a couple of hours, you know. Easily, yeah. Trying to trying to give a little. Yeah, it's hard to describe, isn't it? It's difficult, isn't it? I don't know. Would you be? Is a question then. So, would you be? Let's say, for example, you just started watching Star Wars. Obviously, you know. Would you think you'd be? Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, it's a very much we've grown up with it and stuff. So that's why we've really you know just wondered if you'd be that into it like you are now but probably not you probably just watch it like you would watch a game of thrones or a a marvel thing you know what i mean like for example i watch marvel i don't feel like i'm really connected i can wait you know i like i like them like all the films and stuff but i'm not straight at the cinema like i would be with, with this yeah i think 
um, I think you're right. I think if I, if we came to it later in our lives, I think it would just be like, yeah, they're good films, but that'd be it. You know, we wouldn't we wouldn't be doing a podcast and like no, no, we wouldn't but be going like, to like you know all the premieres of the films at like fucking eight a.m. in the morning or midnight. Yeah. No, like <laughs> whereas obviously the Little Mermaid shit, mate. I'm oh, on, on there, you're all over it, mate. I'm all over it. You bought the whole row, didn't you, a ticket so that you could just sit on your own? I, I... Just so I could give them the money so they could do a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> didn't they already make A Little Mermaid 2? Like, directly, <laughs> yeah, it's some, yeah, it's somewhere on Disney+. Plus. Is it? With, with Jungle Book 2, yeah. Oh, man. I wonder, I, I, I don't know if I'd ever sit down and watch them because I just it's bound to be inferior, isn't it? Yeah, so... My daughter likes mermaids, right? A little bit of a yeah. sidetrack. She likes Star Wars as well. She likes Return of the Jedi. We watch Return of the Jedi. Um, but, yeah, she likes mermaids, and she watches this incredibly shit uh, series on Netflix, which is this Australian mermaid series that looked like it was probably made, like, maybe 2000. Like, it has a little bit of a sort of softness to it. You know, it's like proper TV drama. Um, and it's really bad, but she fucking keeps watching it. That and Power Rangers on Netflix, which is like really bad, badly dubbed, either Japanese or like there are a lot of these really pretty American kids, but I think they're like redubbed really badly, you know, with actors because mm. they probably were pretty, but they couldn't act, you know what I mean? So they redubbed them. So, anyway, sorry, sidetrack everybody. Well, um, she is the mermaid program live action or like animated? Yeah, it's live action. So these three Australian, I would say, like teenagers, and they go to a cave in somewhere like in Sydney, and they get magical mermaid powers, and they didn't realise, and then suddenly they have a bath, and then the big tail happens. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then suddenly this big secret, and they're like, they're at a pool party, right? And but they and then someone splashes them. It's like, oh no, man, it's happening. I've only got thirty seconds. <laughs> oh, and I'm God. just there, like riffing the piss out. Like, Daddy, be quiet. Like proper intent. And then I say, okay, well, I'll, I'll go the other way and then just pretend I'm really interested. So it's like, oh no, does Melanie know about this? <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't. What about the what about that boy Zeno? Yeah, he knows, but he knows it's a secret. Okay, then <laughs> you go watch it. It's dreadful. Right. Give it six months. You'll be tuning in at five a.m. when she's still in bed. I can see it now. Just go into Netflix, please. Please have a new series of this. It's been twenty-five years since the last episode. <laughs> Sorry, oh. everyone. A bit of a tangent there. That's about good, crap. Man crap series on netflix let's let's talk disney plus good series where basically um i think sabine is released and uh as a ruck yeah so she has a, a bit of a fight with she some has a locals. bit of a ruck yeah with some with some locals um and to be fair she gets hit a fair few times with blaster bolts doesn't she but they obviously she does. get the best guy or whatever so it bounces off but um yeah then she gets the saber out by the end of it and um yeah Manages to vanquish them, which was pretty cool. Um, and then there was quite a funny little scene. Oh, by the way, I meant to ask you when about Thrawn and yeah. like across the whole series. Are you bugged by the 
color of the eyes. Like they've tried to replicate the eyes, like Ahsoka, Thrawn, Hera, like giving them the eyes that they've got in the animated series. Is that yeah? Does that, no, does that stuck out for you? Or? Um, I think Ahsoka looks a bit weird. I think Thrawn's fine because he's clearly got red eyes, so that's fine. Um, yeah, um, Hera's a bit odd as well, isn't she? Her eyes, but um, yeah, Ahsoka's eyes are a bit like really sharp, aren't they? A bit, but it, it just looks odd. It doesn't it hasn't bothered me that much. I mean, where where do you stand in terms of characters characterization in that to that extent though? I mean, would you be like, oh mm. fuck it, just let them have their own eyes? Or yeah, I don't know though because they are portraying characters that we've already seen before that have got a distinctive look. True. Yeah. Like I mean, if, Thrawn didn't, if Thrawn didn't have red eyes, for example, I think that's fair because like red eyes are red eyes. You know what I mean? That's quite distinctive. Whereas the other ones have got a bit more just glowing eyes. You know what I mean? Like, mm. but yeah, I'm not not too bothered by it. But yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think, uh, um, yeah, no, it hasn't really like affected me you know what I mean but yeah um, <clears throat> you know trying to think what happened next oh yeah I think Balin and Shin have a little they're, they're on their howlers aren't they oh yeah because, run off. yeah but that's because Thorne's just like oh it, it doesn't you know if she if if she meets Bridger or not it doesn't really matter but you two go after her at your leisure yeah and, and take them take them out basically yeah he has foreseen it hasn't he yeah well, no, not for, not foreseen. He's just he's just very good at planning. He's just like, yeah. If she, if she does manage to meet Ezra, then that could be a problem. But if I send these two to go and kind of watch from a distance and get involved if needs be, then that's fair enough, you know. Um, I did like yeah. that. I like the bit where she got the old um, tow cable fired it out and like electro electro shot one of the geezers in the distance. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty good, wasn't it? Um, I think then goes back to Thrawn. He's like says uh, about getting the troops ready. Yeah, Balin signal. So that'd be interesting. What happens there? Obviously, we're going to get a load of stormtrooper action. But did you notice Morgan was like, "Why don't we send?" Like he he's like prepare two squads, and she's like, "Why don't yes. we send more?" And he's like, "We've been here for quite a long time, and our mm. resources are like a dwindle. Two squads will be fine." So that makes me think, who have they been having rucks with then? Yes, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? But he, again, talk about planning, so our primary objective is to get out of this shit hole. Yeah, and escape he, the galaxy. Yeah, and he's just like, because like, they tell Sabine, don't they? He's just like, the ship's leaving in like three rotations or whatever. And if you're yes. not, then you'll be stuck here. Mm. And I think he says, I don't know if it's in that scene, or if it's like one of the later ones towards the end of the episode, but like Morgan, Morgan kind of says like, "Oh, Baden and Shin, like aren't aren't back or whatever," and he's just like, "If they're not back, they're not back." You know what I mean? Like everyone's expendable to him unless they're like integral to the plan. And like you said earlier, those two turning up weren't that wasn't really kind of like he wasn't expecting Sabine, Baden or Shin to be knocking about. He was just expecting Morgan. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's just That's, like, well that was definitely I remember that now, yeah, because he said, oh you know, if they're with if they're with basically like 
Ezra and thingy are expendable, and if the mercenaries are with them, then so be it. We're fucked. We've got, we've got, yeah. Our objective is to get back, you know. Yeah. And I wonder if she's then thinking, well, if I was with them, would you do the same with me? You know what I mean? Like, but she must know what he's like. I think so. I think them two have got a bit more of a relationship yeah. than, than, for example, mercenaries. You know. Yeah, yeah. Did you think? Um, didn't mention this earlier, but like the captain of the stormtroopers did you did you did you have a half inkling were you like oh is that Ezra under there maybe or no I thought I thought it was just I didn't really yeah to be honest I didn't think we'll probably see Ezra this this episode I thought it might be the next one you know but I I think about that time I was looking at the length I thought I was still quite a bit to go um you know like you know, like I think it was only about halfway through. I think it's about half an hour, and the the whole thing's I don't know, maybe it's about ten minutes to go or something. So it felt like okay, she will probably find him. Mm. Um, but then, but yeah, then there's obviously now we're coming to the moment where the howlers having a little sniff about, and um, so I felt, I felt. This reminded me of Leia coming across an Ewok. Yes. Yeah. This felt very much like that, you know what I mean? Big time. Um, even know. some of the dialogue, like, she's like, what, what you smell something? I was like... Yes. One yeah. says that to Chewie, you know? Yes, yeah. And then, yeah, then, like, the bit where they're kind of walking across the camera... And she's kind of arguing with it and stuff. Like I got, I got the same vibe. Um, yeah. So that was that was my uh, that was my feeling about it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I thought they were quite good little characters actually, considering you know we're in a new galaxy. You know, we should find a new, a new, a new character. You know, sort of a new, new characters you know what I mean and you're talking uh, about the turtles now the little turtle geezers yeah and I thought you know they're quite they're all right I mean they, they do have an element of you know Ewok slash sort of Jar Jar like you know sort of um what's the line in episode one Obi-Wan says oh another local <laughs> <laughs> I think that sums it up it's Who's another this? local a local yeah, a local oh um yeah so definitely felt like that um yeah so yeah what did you think i thought yeah i thought they were fine i the, you know under the premise of the fact that we're in a new galaxy you've got to have like new things like different things yeah so i thought yeah that's fine we'll we'll, back, we'll rock and roll with it you know yeah the little um, definitely had a layer wicket feel to it didn't it Mate, I I got more I got more sense of that between Sabine and the Howler, to be honest with you. Oh, really? Yeah. That. Sorry, I think we might have been at cross purposes. Oh no, it was, it was probably more the. Yeah, I mean, obviously with the Howler, she's got a bit of a relationship with. Oh, what can you smell? What can you smell? And it's it's a rock. It's a rock. It's a rock. You know. Mm. No, I thought it was more. Sorry, I was talking about more the little turtle geezer and her, like the fact that she comes across of a, a local a native, and then suddenly, you know, she turns the gun on him. Bit like sort of layered, you know, and then, um, yeah, and then that was all it was. And it has a bit of you know, like those um trolls in Frozen, 
<laughs> they turn into stones, don't they? <laughs> I do, I've only watched Frozen once, and it was about 15 years ago, so I, I can't really remember. Once? How have you got away with that? Because I, I, because I, I didn't even, I don't even really remember watching it at the time anyway, but my an ex of mine got it on DVD, I think, and we watched it one evening. Don't really remember much about it. And then I've just always managed to to swerve it, I think. May is a very good thing. Yeah, you've done really well. I know, considering I've got a daughter, I've done all right. Yeah. Um, Yeah, sorry, I was talking about more the uh, that relationship. But then obviously, yeah, she's definitely got a good relationship with the the Howler as well. The Growler. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Growler. You've been looking at their (laughs) magazines again. Yeah. Yeah, Harry Growlers. Um, <laughs> sorry for being that offensive. Um, um, yeah, no, I, I uh, no, I mean there was definitely like that kind of relationship between Sabine and the, the turtle people as well. Um, I'll just say for clarification that Leia never pulled a gun on Wicket. No, no, she didn't. know. she was looked. Obviously, she pulled a gun on on the on the on, Stormtroopers. On the scout trooper. Yeah, the scout, scout troopers. troopers yeah. Looking through the bushes. I thought it was fine. I mean, obviously, <laughs> plot-wise, you need to have a connection. I thought it was, you know, they had those little medallions with the with the alliance sign on it and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it was all right. It was okay. I suppose. So, like, there had to be something because there's absolutely no way that they can understand each other verbally. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't buy all of that really. And then, and then all these little mates pop up, don't they? <laughs> yeah, all the, little, all the other little turtle geezers. It did make me laugh when um, when they were like walking back to their camp and like um, Sabine and the Howler in the background, but like they're just walking along, like having little conversations with each other and like nudging each other and stuff. And I was like, oh, they're proper real little pals, you know? Yeah. See, I don't know. Again, going back to my Ewok reference, I don't know whether obviously when the troops do turn up next episode, these geezers are going to get. <laughs> Ewoks, do you know what I mean? Like get organic, like the Ewoks do with fucking ropes, bit of wood, you know, and take take these stormtroopers down. I I thought you were going to say these geezers are going to get mullered. (laughs) No, no, no. There'd be the odd one, like in the uh, Battle of Endor. Yeah, where the old odd Ewok got hit, and then yeah, trying to shake him as he he's unfortunately passed away. But yeah, I think. I think these little geezers are going to help out massively. It's proper sad that moment, isn't it? It is sad, yeah. And the music as well, sort of, really dips then as well as he sort of does. Damn you, John Williams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, well, we'll see if that happens. That that could be a prediction for the next ep. But I don't know. All they've got to do is just, like, plop to the ground and they look like rocks. True, yeah. You know what I mean? Just wonder if they've got any, um, you know, tools... <laughs> Where's your tool? Uh, yeah, but, you know the Ewoks were very innovative, weren't they? As a with their, with their logs, mate. Something <laughs> their bits of wood. It was yeah, like yeah. nature versus imperial, sort of like industrial. You know, well, that was kind of the overarching mo of Star Wars, wasn't it? The, like yes. it was supposed to be like the sort of the Viet Cong against the might of the US Army. You know? Yeah, the imperialism. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's a conversation for another time. But um, yeah, I thought they were they were fine. They, they made me chuckle and didn't have yeah. a problem with them. But yeah, but then obviously Sabine gets to the encampment, and then it was. I mean, as a reveal goes, it was quite underwhelming, wasn't it? 
you know, it wasn't there wasn't like a big um, sort of fanfare or like no, um, like I... master shot or something. It was literally just like he just round the corner of a hut. Yeah, I, yeah, I I felt that it was a bit of um, yeah, it was a bit odd, wasn't it? Like just like oh, all right, <laughs> yeah, I'm alright, you <laughs> kind of moment, wasn't it? It was a little bit, yeah. Um, but it was quite nice. Like it was, you know, I've seen online some people say that it would like for such good old friends, it wasn't like kind of that uh sort of orgasmic or kind of like um emotional or anything, but I thought it was fine. It was kind of you know, they hugged it out by the end and stuff. And if you watch if you watch Rebels, like their relationship's always been a kind of a bit like piss taking and stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, until you get closer to the end of the the fourth series or fifth series or whatever it is. But um yeah, I thought it was fine. Um it's good to see him live action. It's good to see that he's he's looking quite well and to yeah. be fair, he looks pretty pretty good compared to the again to the cartoon version, which is good. Yeah. Bit of a beard as well. Mm. Um and then I think we cut back to Bailey and have a little bit of another reminisce. Oh. Do you remember this bit where like him and I've got it and so I just took some notes and and he says to Shin, you were trained to be something more. And then she goes, oh, what was it like? Do you miss it? The order. Yeah. You know, it's, mate, it's going, isn't it? He's, he's like, he's like I, I I miss the idea of it, but not the actuality or something. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. I miss the idea. Yeah. Like he, he's and again, he's looking in the sky and reminiscing, going, oh, yeah, those are good old days. <laughs> Do you want a word as original? Yeah. <laughs> um, but like still... I think like shit like Shin probing him all the time as well. Like mm. I just get the sense that she's not she's not fully on board with being a um you know a, a dark mercenary, you know. It's sort of that kind of like, yeah, she wants to know like I don't think, yeah, that's the thing with these guys. They're not that dark, are they? Like they're just like guns for hire in many ways, like well, I don't know. They do. They they tap into the dark side of the force. I mean, Shin did like force choke and stuff. Didn't That's true. Yeah, there's that. And then they also like he talked about how he wanted a bit more power and stuff in previous episodes, isn't there? Yeah, which is yeah, which is a trait of the dark side again. Yeah. But I think, but they're quite they're quite casual about it though. So I don't think mm. I don't like whatever it is. Balin is is searching for and hoping to find on Peridia or another planet in this galaxy. Like it's got to be like another level. Yeah, you know, because otherwise he would be satisfied with being a really strong Jedi slash Sith and and just lording it around like that. But yeah, he's searching for something. He keeps saying it's something bigger than. Well, so it calls. He said, I think he did say in one of it, something calls to me, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Something calls to me. Yeah. He's like, can you you hear it? Yeah, hear it. That's it. That's right. Yeah, can you hear it? And then he's like, can you not see it and stuff? And it's like, yeah. Something's really bothering, like something's nagging at him. Um, um, I don't know. I just think, um, I just think there's got to be, there's got to be a scene where we get all five of the lightsaber wielders at some point. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Sort of not fighting side by side, but maybe at least maybe having to fight off like an outside party because they're all at risk or something, you know. And then, yeah, because then they see the guys sort of on the mountain, don't they? Yes. Guys in the red armor, and then yeah. they're like, they're our friends now. 
they don't need to be our enemies or something like that. And then yeah, no, he was like, um, like I'm quite surprised. This is the first time we've ever heard this phrase in the Star Wars, um, Star Wars anything really, where he's like, like the enemy of our enemy is our friend. Yeah, you know that's quite a um, sort of like turn of phrase that you would have thought would have turned up at some point by now within Star Wars, but yeah, it was quite yeah. nice to hear it. Yeah. So yeah, maybe, no, was, maybe they're going to team up with them to like go and find Ez, Ezra and Sabine, you know? Yeah, they they give a bit of a sand people vibe off. Yeah, yeah, like, they looked a bit like um, something you might find on Jeddah, but with a, a sand people vibe for sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, and then yeah, like you said, but then we kind of I think it was then we that's when we met Ezra in some sort of like. Oh, you're right. Yeah, all right. What's well, so, yeah, no, Just a few little bits being going on the the other galaxy. What's this galaxy like? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he's going to be annoyed when he finds out? Because he's just like, oh, I can't wait to get back to our ga- our galaxy and stuff. And Sabine's like, Yeah, I don't really want to talk about all that right now. I just want to. Do you think it's a little pear shaped? <laughs> yeah. Do you think he's going to be a bit annoyed, like when she says, "Oh, by the way, Thrawn, Thrawn's going to be making his way back." There's a couple of like dark Jedi on our tail and stuff. Like he's gonna be like, Sabine, you've been back for like 30 seconds. Like Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um do you think then, okay, is another little question that could potentially happen. Yeah, go on. Is Ahsoka and Thrawn sort of pass each other in space? Like, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that scene in the. I saw you in Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> We're going that way, and he's going this way. <laughs> that would be really funny, but I think I think Ahsoka is already like quite far into the trip. Yeah, so really. she's got she's got to be there pretty soon, I think. Yeah. Whereas old Thrawn's got got the mob. Loading on all the supplies and boxes and that, and he's still. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and he's also committed these troops to go as well, isn't he? So the, the troops aren't. It's not like they're getting ready to go. Yeah, two squadrons, isn't it? Yeah, two He's got his two squadrons. Everyone, everyone's expendable. Just leave that's them true. down. Screw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the last. I think the last scene was them on back on the ship, wasn't it? And he was kind of saying. I think we touched on it already, but he's saying, "Oh, you know, like don't, don't, you know, if it, it doesn't matter if she finds Ezra or not, they're expendable. The mercenaries are expendable. We've we've got our plan. We need to get back, and that's it. Mm. You know, and it it's it ends with that sort of pushing on his face, and he's just like, yeah, he's focused. He's on it. He's on it. Um, yeah, and that was good." It was really good. I, I very, very much enjoyed it. I thought it was a good app, and it just feels like um, I don't know. It just feels like it just feels like kind of that. This is what the show was supposed to be about. Now, do you know what I mean? Like the first yes. episode laid out laid out the fact that they want to go and find Thorn and Ahsoka doesn't want them to do it and stuff. And then it's like now we've actually got all that going on. It's like okay, what's you know what's going to happen? So yeah, yeah. Because he sorry going back to that bit, did he? He was sort of predicting Ahsoka's alive, didn't he? And then she's like, no, he said that Bolin said he was, she was dead. Oh, yeah, that's he's right. He's, and he's, he's like, like, he's like, oh, the ex-Jedi said that, did he? Yeah. And then it's like, well, if we see a whale, 
fuck is Huey down. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird for us to hear because obviously yeah. whales are in the sea, not in the air. So it's like, what are you going to do? Get a gunship and just start ploughing bullets into the ocean. <laughs> yeah, it's a great shot at the end, isn't it, of him? Yeah, he's just like... He, he's, he needs, yeah. a, needs the dark magic. Yeah, he's just like... He's like, just get me everything you know on a soap that I know. Yeah, I mean, it was very good. Very good. I really, really enjoyed it. Mm. Yeah, very good. Looking forward to Ep 7. So we're not really going to have a conclusion. (laughs) Sorry, to this series, are we? I I don't know, mate. It feels like they have to set it up for Series 2 or lead the film, one or the other, you know? Yeah, it feels like that, doesn't it? Because mm, they're running out of time, and and like Thrawn and or Ezra haven't even made it back to our galaxy yet, so it does no. feel like they're setting setting it up to to maybe have another series at least, I'd say, um, which would be cool. But like like we've discussed many a time before, it's going to be you know the film's going to be the Ahsoka, Mandalorian, Robert Fett show, so. You know, that's it. <clears throat> that's it it, it, it depends. It all depends on what Balin's looking for, and if that becomes the new threat. I think, yeah. like you know, predictions for the future. You know, I think that that could be the one. Um, that could be the key, so to speak. Because um, whilst Ezra and Ahsoka and Sabine are focused on getting Thrawn, Balin yeah. might unlock this like other threat that's bigger than all of them. And realise that actually he can't a get involved or b control it. So you know everyone's screwed basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Oh man, happy days, right? Well, let's move on to your bit of news then. What news is not news is is here? Oh, there was just just a couple of bits that dropped um, uh, since we last recorded. Um, the first one being, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but. Um, the proposed Lando TV show with old uh, oh, yeah. Donald Glover. Yeah. So it's been a bit of an update from that. Um, his brother, Stephen, is helping to co-create and I think write the script. He did a podcast very recently and he revealed that it's going to be a movie rather than a TV series. Now. Oh, interesting. So it's going to be... Obviously, younger Lando knocking about, and um, no details on the plot or anything. But yeah, he was just like, they're talking about it all the time. You know, they've been working on it, and obviously, the strike's going to play a part in it being delayed or whatever. But um, yeah, the, it's going to shift from being a, a series to a film. So. Right. It's cool. Yeah, happy days. Take a bit of Lando. Take a bit of Lando. Don't know what they can, what, what kind of adventure he'll be on, but um, maybe it might show show how he got Cloud City. Maybe. Yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Be alright, wouldn't it? Because if you think about it, like none of these films have actually touched. I mean, obviously that would be before anyway, but none of these films or TV series or anything is actually touching our original trilogy. Like they just sort of leave that time alone don't they which is a shame because you know that's obviously be good obviously there's lots of other shit going on in the galaxy apart from our star our skywalker story but they've left that well alone haven't they yeah well i think (laughs) part of the reason must be as well because like they'd have to build 
sets to be like 1977. Yeah. And like they'd have to film it in a certain way with certain lenses and all that sort of thing to make it kind of feel made like in time because otherwise if you had if you had like the Ahsoka series and it was like they were like, oh, this is set at the same time as the Empire Strikes Back's going on, for example, like it would just look so badly different that you'd be like, mm, is it? Yeah. Was it? Do you know what I mean? It wouldn't, you know, so yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe they're deliberately leaving the Holy Trilogy alone so that um, yeah, yeah. it can just sort of stand there by itself. Yeah, totally. Which I think is cool. But um, yeah, so we might have a, a bit of Lando action in our in our futures, which would be very, very welcome. Um, the other bit of news caused a bit of a stir in the Star Wars autograph community. Um, oh, yeah. Official picks who do a lot of big signings, not just with Star Wars people, but um, just with movie people in general, um, announced a couple of days ago that they're doing a signing with Mark Hamill. No way. He's back. Are you on it? Nah, I, the, the orders went live yesterday and it's already sold out, but I did check it out and um, the, the cheapest you could get was $500. Hmm. Which is about four hundred quid. So, I've 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 got one hammer in my collection anyway. So, okay. I wasn't like, yeah, I wasn't like completely bummed out or anything. But I had a flick through the collection, and I need him on about like ten things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was just like, do you know what? I'll, I'll give it a swerve because got Christmas coming up and all that, and can't really. Yes, yeah, it's a big old chunk, isn't it? Four hundred quid. Yeah, it is a bit, but um, and that's not without adding on return postage, insurance, custom fees, and all that. So, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I didn't get involved, but it's it's really good that he's doing it because I don't. I think the last time he did a convention was like about years ago. Right? Yeah, and he's so pissed off with like the whole getting mobbed on the street and then people flogging it on eBay and stuff that he just. He's basically shut himself down from like doing autographs completely. Mm. So, yeah, it's good to see him back. And they, along with that announcement, doing the sit down signing with official picks, apparently he is going to be doing a convention before the end of the year as well. Oh, really? Yeah. So, in over in the States. So, it's good because, you know, if he mellows out to it a little bit, then maybe. Maybe next year he might come over here and do something. You never know. Well, if he's doing conventions, that mean he's in something. Potentially, he's in, in that. He, yeah, maybe. Maybe he's got a couple of projects coming out, but or maybe he's in a series episode, like one of the things that we're watching at the moment, or I don't know, it's coming up. I don't know. No, I don't know. I mean, pos- you know, like how Anakin, like you know, like Hayden Christensen sort of popped up, mm. you know, and then you know a Star Wars convention, and then suddenly. He's in, you know, Obi Wan the next year. <laughs> you know what I mean, I know, I know that was an obvious one anyway, but <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, that's it. Uh, there's always a possibility. Like you never say never, do you? But he's such a he's such a big draw anyway that he could he could just be like next week I'm going to this convention. I'll be there, and he'll just he'll clean up because people yeah want to get him. Do you know what I mean? So, but so, yeah, yeah, it just gives us hope that. You know, he maybe if he if this experience goes well, he might mellow to it a little bit, and then maybe he'll come over and do a UK event next year or the year after or something. Yeah, you know, Mate, it's all about the hype. 
talk about the home. Uh, I read a really funny, funny thing. Uh, I've just got it up on my phone. On I think it was on Facebook. It was it was a like you know suggested for you type thing. Not someone I follow. It's like Star Wars confirmed sequel trilogy was was a false dream sequence of Luke's, and that new sequel trilogy is planned, which would retcon and rewrite. The failed storyline starting with him awakening on the green milk planet. Filming starts 2028. <laughs> <laughs> and mate, the amount of fucking likes and comments on it. Like, yeah, I can't believe it's going back. It's like, okay, a fake post, but it's quite funny. Superb, superb. Yeah, but Just you get, to get those. Like you get stuff like that all the time, mate. Yeah. Right. Just to keep prodding those sequel haters. Yeah, it's, 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 oh, I can't, I just, I can't, I used to engage with people, but I can't really do it now. Because mm. you just, you don't get anywhere with them. It's like, you know, all these people just like keep piling on Kathleen Kennedy. And they're like, yeah, Ahsoka's brilliant because Dave Filoni's the man. And it's like, who do you think greenlights all this stuff? Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's not him doing the whole thing on his own. No, she's had a Lucasfilm, do you know what I mean? Like, she runs Lucasfilm, you know what I mean? So he's he has to report to her, so... Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting, isn't it? You know, I mean, those, those sequels, obviously, now, with the experimentation that's happened with all these TV series and sort of some things have worked, some things are great, some things are not, do you know what I mean? Like, you can risk it, you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> and where we are now with it, you know compared to those sequels, which I'd like way off, because I suspect that Dave Filoni would definitely have those sequels looking very differently, you know, um, because of the, you know what I mean? Like, because of the way they've just had time to really take stories post-Jedi, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah. They'll, they'll, I think they'll find a way of tying it up because they do, don't they, Star Wars, you know? Yeah, tying it together because it's so far... Yeah, gap between Jedi and, and the Force Awakens. Yeah, that's the thing. I think they, I think they will. I think, I think maybe they, they probably do regret, or certainly rue maybe certain decisions that were taken across that the sequel trilogy, maybe. But you know, if you're if you're not that into Star Wars, you know, you yeah. can be annoyed. You can be annoyed with those films, but like for people like us, if they're then giving us TV series and mm. computer games and comic books and novels and stuff that like tie it all together even more so than it or it does already on a, a few levels anyway. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? What a time to be a Star Wars fan, you know. Totally. I saw that exact tweet on the other days. So like, what a time, you know, this is again sort of remind us of how lucky we are. You know, we've waited wait so long just for for sort of even just sort of like the the remastered versions in, you know, 97, 98, whenever that was, you know what I mean? Like 96, 97, whatever it was, but like that was amazing. Because <laughs> like you spent your whole childhood like basically watching the trilogy, you know. Yeah, but then either, um, but even even then though, the special editions was great to see them in the cinema and stuff. But like obviously there was like certain bits added in that were amazing, and other bits that got people mad. Yeah, even then, you know yeah. I mean, it's, you can never you can never really win. Like it, like they say, you can't please everyone. But which to my point, I. Saw, um where someone was like oh like today's episodes far far away was like at least eight out of ten for me great world building lots of magic like brilliant star wars and someone replied and said three out of ten <laughs> and they said 
Sabine's character is awful. The fight scene looks like she's saying it out loud, out loud as it's going. Swing lightsaber, then block stick, then step away and kick. And it's like just the worst clunky fight scene in Star Wars ever. It's like, I don't, good, think it, I don't think it is. And also, if you've been watching the series, she's fucking learning how to use a lightsaber in a training scene with Hawaii Five-0. Yeah. Not, not less than three episodes before. Like, you know, and I know she's got history using the darksaber and all that sort of thing, but that was a long time ago and she gave that up and she's not exactly been sort of, you know, saber training since then. Do you know what I mean? So... But it's just, I just, people just wind me up sometimes. Yeah, I know, I know. They just sort of get you going, don't they? Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, I don't know. Um. Yeah, happy days. But no, I think, was there any more uh, news that came out? I'm sure there probably is, but I, they, they were the two that caught my eye the most. Um. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we, uh, there's that new book that we're going to try and I was probably going to try and listen to and, and read, which was, I think, set uh, just before episode one. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, that got announced, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. When's that drop? I'm not too sure, actually. I haven't looked into it, but I definitely fancy it because it is quite close to The Phantom Menace. I think it was a year, wasn't it? Or was it 10? It wasn't 10 years. Yeah. And wasn't the the the... Front cover of it, it's got it's got quite gone Obi Wan, Windu, yeah. Yoda, like loads of the Jedi Council, basically. Like, yeah, I think it is about the Jedi Council, isn't it? Yeah, so it'd be like them on a on an adventure or, or whatever. So, yeah, so I thought that was quite going to be quite a good sort of get into. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it'd be good, mate. If I think you should do that. Yeah, I'm still reading Shadow of the Sith, but I've not picked it. I've not picked it up for a couple of weeks, so I can't really report any more on it. But um. Yeah, it's still my go-to book at the moment. Nice, nice. Well, we haven't got many episodes left of Ahsoka, have we? We haven't, mate. We haven't. We're going to have to start thinking of some uh, topics for future. Yeah, we definitely won't try not to uh, go missing in action until the next series. We'll definitely bring some, like, maybe it's, like, the top ten wake-up scenes in stars. (laughs) (laughs) You've already started writing it down, I can see. (laughs) I've got two. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we definitely will. I've got, I've got a couple of ideas for, for some topics we can cover and also um, maybe we'll try and get a couple of interview ones on the go as well. Yeah, we'll get some interviews as well, yeah. And thanks for the feedback as well. Was it Rich? Yeah, Richard. Yeah, thanks Richard. for yeah. getting involved today, mate. That's good of you. And um, Rural Farm Boys obviously checking in as well every episode still. And I know... Uh, Paul down in Cornwall and uh, Graham down on the south coast are checking in. So that's good. Yeah, great um, stuff. Are we still getting one from the Philippines knocking in or not? I think we are. Yeah, yeah. So whoever that is, if you don't forget to send them. Their, yeah, don't forget to send them their monthly check, will you? <laughs> exactly. Thank you for listening in the Philippines. <laughs> um, yeah, happy days, and hopefully it's not too random. We try and bring in some different eighties films next week. Reference. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember, like ages ago, batteries not included got a few mentions. Yeah, yeah, that got yeah. Old, uh, uh, is it uh, Lola? Lola. Oh yeah, Lola. Batteries not included. Because a lot of the OLM team, well, not a lot, but some worked on that, didn't they? Because it was Spielberg, wasn't it? So, yeah. 
maybe we could maybe we could do an episode based on films that ILM have worked on, maybe like other than Star Wars. That's yeah, it's a big old list, isn't it? It's a big old list, but we can cherry pick. Yeah, I did see there was a job going actually for ILM in London, um, in the studio, and I didn't quite understand what it was, but essentially, I think you were capturing the background and sort of tweaking it <laughs> but it was incredibly complicated the software they're using there was nothing i'd ever heard of but yeah so it's a shame i didn't know any of the job spec of the off for going for that mate you should just apply for it anyway and see if you get an interview that'd be cool just go to the office links from and uh yeah so yeah it's i think they're basically there was a studio in acting or somewhere okay tweaking the background that's your job <laughs> just tweaking the background. Oh yes, just so just make that, that hyperspace doesn't look quite white. Those things. Can you just give that a little tweak. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Down ten percent. Bosh. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's all you do. You just tweak the background. Just get the old color wheel up and tweak it down ten percent. Yeah, even though it's out of focus most of the time, you know, <laughs> most of those shots, but. Yeah, good stuff. All right, well, we'll catch up next week for another episode. Thanks Looking everyone for listening. To, Looking forward to it already, mate. Yeah, give us a follow on uh, on Twitter at UK Star Wars Pod if you'd be so inclined. Yeah, and until next week, may the force be with you. Starting our approach, deactivate the security shield. Security deflective shield will be deactivated when we have confirmation of your code transmission. Stand by. <laughs>